Chicago Verse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Dynasty Podcast um, on Oscar night. Obviously, everybody's watching this instead, of course. My name is Haima Black. It's our second week broadcasting live from the Cards Against Humanity podcast studio in Chicago, Illinois. So amazing of them to let us use their space. Eternally grateful. Um, just such a cool move. So shout out Cardians Humanity and the Chicago Podcast Co-op for having us here. Uh, I have my producers Ingrid Legends and Julia, I just realized I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Johannic. Okay, so Ingrid Legends and Julia Johannic here repping for Dynasty Podcast, running our broadcast. And our first guest of the night, man, I'm very excited. We have OG Webby here. How are you hey, doing, man? I'm really good. It's really wet and cold outside, but I mean... It is, <laughs> but it's like a spring weather. shower. It's like not like a winter yeah, shower. Yeah, man, thank God. It's been... I don't know. Chicago weather is always like up and down. It's like a roller oh, yeah. coaster. So like it it'd be like sunny one day and the next day it's just like freezing. The complete opposite. So just get used to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you from Chicago? Like like born and raised or mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm from the south side of Chicago. I was born um I was born more in like the High Park area, so like sixty mm-hmm. third and Blackstone. But um my grandma she actually had got a crib out off of uh Sunny Fifth in South Indiana. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, going back and forth between there and uh, Calumet City. Yeah, I mean, that, so. that's, like, right near the border, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we always start with kind of some background and kind of the origin story before we get to what the artist is doing currently. But, like, let's start there, man. Like, talk about how music came into your life, how you got started, when that happened for you. I always loved music when I was uh, younger. And I think my biggest people I have to thank for is probably my father and um, my brother. The reason I said my dad, because he actually, like, he put a piano in front of me like when I was like five years old and then I like pretty much like you know like the little songs that are like at the top like that you kind of like play along mm-hmm. with and learn I pretty much learned all of them <laughs> at like five or six because I just knew how to uh pick up like music by ear so and then let me see I was that was the first start and I think I did like band yeah when I was in high school as well I think for like two years I played uh trumpet <laughs> so man so it's really interesting because like uh as I've been interviewing everybody and asking them kind of like when this starts and everything, more and more I'm hearing that it's like the people who are successful who are doing music currently in their adult life, in their 20s, their 30s, mm-hmm. they're all people who started like, oh, man, it was like, you know, I was two years old and they were like Jackson 5 records in the house. So like I was five <laughs> and they put me in front of a piano. It's like mm-hmm. it's so important to start <clears throat> that young. So it was always something that was always in your life, it sounds like. Oh, uh, yeah. I feel like that's what anything. Like if you have like – if you even look at like athletes or like uh, – mm-hmm actors or like people like that they had something that influenced them that made them choose the career path that they chose like i'm pretty sure uh derrick rose again he probably was playing basketball young young age yeah um football players like same thing so i was podcasting in the 80s i'm just kidding um (laughs) yeah right on man so how long have you been active you know in your adult life as like an artist Mm -hmm. that people are aware of would you say um i would say officially I guess in the, the mainstream world, probably like a year. Because like mm-hmm. I said, after um, Dark Sky Paradise had dropped, and it was around this time actually too, because uh, I, when I had met Sean at South by Southwest, it was still fairly new. He was still doing like, um, you know, like Fader Fort, like right, all his right. uh, stuff. So, but, so I guess officially a year. But um, I guess I could say like I really was quote-unquote fine-tuned as a producer. I, I would say like 18 19 so that's crazy so real early and and we're gonna get to like all the cool like 
the big names that I think everybody, of course, wants to hear about. But like mm-hmm. for you, when you were kind of finding your footing a year ago or or further back, like you know, before you're approaching Big Sean, like how were you establishing yourself as an artist and, and finding the confidence to like you know put yourself out there with some really big names? Um, I think the biggest thing with me, like I said, I was still in like the fine tuning uh, process, but. It's just practice. Practice makes... I hate to be, be very cliche, but practice makes perfect. No, it's totally so, true. I felt like the more I was working on music, the more, like, sonically I was hearing, like, okay, this needs to sound like this. I feel like these frequencies go... Because I used to go, also go to school for um, audio engineering. Okay. So I'm, like, not a stranger to, like, all the, like, hurts and, like, complicated stuff behind it. But I, it's funny because I actually see more like practical use out of the people I ran into than actually going to school for it. (laughs) Well, you know, like, I I feel like there's a number of ways to get an education. I teach at Columbia College, Mm -hmm. so... Oh, that's a school actually I went to. (laughs) There you go, man. But it's like, I fully believe that, you know, like college can and is so important, but if you're not growing outside of it, if you're not doing like internships or collaborations or meeting Mm -hmm. other people, like you're selling yourself short. So it sounds like yeah. you were very aware of that. Yeah. I just had to kind of like, like honestly, school, school's for some people, school's not for everybody. So it's like, I kind of had to find my, my comfort zone and to see how would be like the best progression for me as I, I won't, I won't even limit it to say like producer or DJ. I'm just going to say artist mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, I am creating some form of art form, you know, sonically. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you're going to South by Southwest. Do you, you meet Big Sean there? Like, was that a, a festival you were attending every year? Or was that like your first time? Uh, man, believe it or not, that was my first time. So Crazy. it's always going to be my first one and my dopest one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hard so, to top that. Yeah. So yeah, let's meet like Kanye. <laughs> well, you know, but so the chances are pretty slim though him being down there. So they are. Although I will say, like, real quick aside, I'm gonna tell a Kanye at South by Southwest story. Mm-hmm. I got two, and we're gonna get through them quickly. <laughs> but since you brought it up, man, the first one, he it was right after uh, Twisted Fantasy. Mm-hmm. There was he was doing the Vivo showcase, and there was no order to it. It wasn't a South by show, so it wasn't like guaranteed you get in with the badge. Mm-hmm. And then they had like this whole text system, and uh, like you text, and then he'd be like, "You're in the show," and then they would like take that away and they'd be like just kidding you have to text again it was a mess so I was like I'm getting into this show no matter what so I waited in line from like 9am so I was like I'm just going to be at the front of the line there's no way they won't let me in that waited 11 hours for that show it was amazing yes. the second time I saw Kanye at South by was like two years ago it was him and Jay and they had a line around the block but the block was the size of like Grant Park but it, like you know, you had to get a wristband, mm-hmm. and they're like, "If you have a wristband, you're getting it. You're getting in. You're getting in." Yeah. So I get to the front of the line, like fire marshal. I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> so I saw that there was a VIP line. I walked into the VIP line. I put my head down, put my hoodie over my head, and put my wristband up, and just followed the people into the venue and went into the venue. <laughs> so, um, but I did not get to meet Kanye or Big Sean at South by. So okay. you still have me beat. Um, so let's talk about like some of the collaborations. Like, who are some artists that you've collaborated with? I think Big Sean, of course, is like the big one that I think a lot of people would yeah. know. But kind of, how did you lead up to that point? Um, like I said, I was working with. I was originally working with Mano. Yeah. I guess um in, like in the city mm-hmm. when I first got into Chicago cuz like I was still trying to feel like feel and figure my way to see who I'd like best fit with and in the scene. So I had it's funny cuz I didn't even tell Mano I produced. I told my DJ mm-hmm. and he was just like, "Oh yeah, here's my email. You want to send me mixes, blah blah cuz I've always liked I've always seen him since I was a kid like in high school. So, you know, when he was doing uh 
the whole thing with Hope, which is his mm-hmm. album's out now, man. Yeah, that's it is. Yeah. Amazing, like really good album. But um, with him, like I said, he's one of the very first people I met. So that kind of was like it clicked right away. I was like, yeah, I'm probably gonna be like really good friends with him because like some people on that like stat- status or like stature, you would think would be like a little bit more on a cocky, like arrogant as far as like well. Okay, yeah, you you came to the you know the hat release, blah, blah, blah that's cool, and right. then just go about it. But he was like really like humble, and it was just like you know you all really appreciate it. Like it's really funny uh, because like and like I you know I've known Mano through the scene, but I don't want to make it sound like we like play golf together every Sunday. But it's like mm-hmm. you know I've I've met him out in enough events and stuff like that. Like the dude is so nice, mm-hmm. and then his Twitter persona is like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, like it's a different story. But like face to face, he's a really nice low key chill like friendly dude yeah, and I think not everybody knows that or maybe he doesn't want to <laughs> uh, but you know you look at someone like Holt and you look at someone like like Mano and, and like Mike Tear and those guys are like really kind of elder statesmen you know mm-hmm. who really I think broke down a lot of barriers that paved the way I think for a lot of hip hop artists in Chicago now oh, yeah. you know especially when um, that was that's funny you say that that's when the hipster the quote unquote hipster scene was first mm-hmm. kicking off so it's just like a lot of things they were doing like I said it was still like fresh unique with it was uh, I think what it was Mano Hope the cool kids like Floss was, like yeah, kids so. like I was I was out in those days man when I was young mm-hmm. and like you know there was like the dark wave disco wave and that was like all the kind of electro white kids and then you had like all the hipster kids going to like the Floss parties at uh and oh man what's that place called up north oh shit where did Flossardomus used to do their resident town hall yeah. town hall pub and like and Mano and Holt were like everywhere just hustling so hard and it's really cool to see where they've come now but it's been a long time coming like they've been in the game a long time oh yeah so. definitely I'm surprised um, no I wouldn't even say I'm surprised they didn't go a little bit more mainstream because I mean they're in a, I think everybody's in a good space right now like mm-hmm. Holt just went or Holt just dropped his album Mano just won a Grammy so like everybody is just they put in their time yeah, yeah they put in their time and they definitely broke down a lot of doors for a lot of people. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you were working with them, and it looks like you're still really active with Treated. Is that oh, the case? Oh, yeah, yeah. Still um, definitely a member. Like, Mano, uh, I try to see him as much as possible because I, like I, like I like to have him, like, curate my production a little bit because, like I said, his ear, mm-hmm. his ear is a particular, like, he, has, he knows, you know, what sounds, like, really good, and he'd be like, yo, maybe you need to touch up on this and that, blah, blah. So I, I like his... Um, his um, opinion on my production. I mean, so. that's amazing. <laughs> like to have him as kind of a mentor and sounding board, though, man. That's really valuable. I would feel like. Yeah. Um, him and um, another one. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but him and Mike Dean as well too. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. Mike Dean's like very. He's a, basically a pioneer <laughs> in yeah. the hip hop industry. So it's like when I send him stuff, I'd be like, um, "Yo, what do you think I can like work on better?" Sonically, and like just keep staying on tune with like what's um like true to myself as far as my production. So, what kind of like I guess what kind of insights have you gained from working with this kind of talent, you know, and, and like having you know, because not everybody really has great mentors, I don't think, and and mm-hmm. I, you know, it's really valuable, I think, when you do. So, like, how do you think that's helped you grow? I always hope tremendously because it's like they've told me and they've taught me so much like far as everything from like VSTs to like EQing and like all like the technical stuff and then even like, just as people like they're mm-hmm. they're good people like they actually like are they care you know about the art and they care about you know artists that they run across and you know the people that consider their friends so 
I think that's a good word to like really ascribe to, especially like the treated movement. It's like art. Like yeah. they they care about it so much, and that comes through like very clearly. Mm-hmm. And it's something that they put a lot of thought behind. So okay, so you've got this like great relationship with like Mano and and some really great talent. You go to South by Southwest. How do you? get to the point where you're linking up with Big Sean and, and you know, doing the stuff with Kanye and everything. Yo, like it's actually really, this story is really funny to me, how I met Sean, but, um, because I was originally, he was doing an interview with uh, Elliot Wilson mm-hmm. at the convention center. I was DJing for, like, four artists when I was down there. Like, so my itinerary was pretty, like, stupid crazy. But um, I had tried to get over to the convention center. I literally finessed past everything and got to the last door. I was like, oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> About to meet him, talk to him, blah, blah. No, nah, they were like, yeah, you, um, you're missing one more like criteria to get in. Sorry, blah, blah. And I'm just that's like. Sounds like Southwest. <laughs> so then I was just like, whatever. So I ended up walking away because I had to go to my next gig. But it just so happened. I just randomly saw him on the street. And my friend's like, yo, that's, that's Big Sean. Yeah, yeah. I'm like. Dude, if you're trying to be funny, I'm really not in the mood. So I was like, <laughs> when I saw him, I was like, oh, shit, it is Sean. It's Big Sean. I was like, yo, um, well, I didn't even say it. My friend was like, yo, he produced all your fault on uh, your album. So he like, after Sean heard that, he stopped. He was like, what? And I was like, and then when I saw him, I was like, yo, um, I actually produced like one of your, you know, hottest tracks, in my opinion, on his album. And he was like, um, Yo, that's crazy. Cause he even said himself, he was like, "Man, that's like one of my favorite songs of the whole project." Like, he was talking how he was asking uh, Kanye back and forth. He was like, "Yo, can I?" Cause it was originally supposed to go on um, the album that came out, "The Life of Pablo," when it was originally Swish. So the ever evolving life of Pablo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so you produced the track before he even met you, before yeah. he knew who you were. Mm-hmm. How did that get set up? Mano. Mano. It's yeah. funny because um, they're, you know how good music is. They usually have one big room and then they're like, this all scroll through beats and stuff like that. So Mano had hit me up one night and he was just like, yo, uh, send me whatever you got that you, you know, think is like in good taste, blah, blah, this and that. So I was like, all right, I sent him like, I think like 15 beats. And again, All Your Fault was the one that stuck out the most to uh, everybody. So, I mean, that's crazy, though. Like, how surreal was that when you found out that that was going to be on the Big Sean record, you know, or that mm-hmm. it was going to, like, even when it was, you know, originally going to be ascribed to <clears throat> Kanye, you know? Uh, um, it was it was an amazing feeling. It's just, like, it's just one of those, like, very few moments you have in your life when you're like, man, like, everything that I've worked for and, like, have finally, like, paved to get to is, is starting to, like, show. And you're getting results where it's, like, it makes you want to like stay up longer at night, work harder, yeah. keep like just keep getting to it because it's it's like one of those, game. yeah, yeah. So it's just like it was, it's still probably going to be one of my best feelings to this day because it's like my first official placement. So now so. that you have that like under your belt, you have these great mm-hmm. relationships, you have great mentors who have taught you a lot. You know, you're getting your name out there. You're producing. Like, where do you go? What does that open the you know the door for you to do, and where do you want to take it? I mean, the sky, the sky's the limit, honestly. Like, you get exactly what you put into it. So um, I'm continuously shopping my production around the artists, whether it be dope locally or even, like, on another level. Like, even, like, one of my best friends, like, Faye, I'm working on his project and curating that, um, his, you know, his whole sound and everything. Of course, you got people in Treaty Crew I work mm-hmm. with, like, exclusively and try to get them, like, the best I can. So it's like, I still... I mean, 
the whole national level of like quote unquote being mainstream as a producer is cool, but I still try to like stay local and still work with people. So well, I mean, Chicago just has such an amazing talent base. Yeah, you know, and especially right now, we're like we're really in this golden age of like emerging talent coming up in the Chicago hip hop community. So it's it's great to see like everyone from like Martin Sky to Saba to Mick Jenkins. It's like there's no shortage of like amazing talent that's coming out of the city right now i agree and it's like very well-rounded it's not it is it's yeah. not one-sided it's not like this one particular style that's coming out it's like right now chicago is a, melt, a melting pot when it comes to like the the music side yeah so it's amazing man uh so you have a lot of events that you do as well you've got the lit with webby series right yeah i'm, I'm kind of <laughs> appreciate it i'm gonna I'm step away from lit webby for a few i think um it had a nice run. I like. It definitely had really like dope nights, but I feel like I want to go with something a little bit more different. As far as like my branding, like instead of doing Little Webby, I might do something more like um, like OG Webby Presents or like mm-hmm. just trying to incorporate my name a little bit more. So that way, um, when people see, they can like be familiar with it. Even with my logo, my logo is a very distinctive like has a very unique look to it. So well, you look at like what like DJ Oreo has done, mm-hmm. you know, and in a short time he puts his name on an event series and like you know that it's like it's a certain type of event and it has a certain level of quality and oh yeah, so, yeah and you know absolutely. the certain amount of energy is going to be there oh yeah <laughs> so. absolutely um so how can people find out everything they want to about you like follow you online hear your music what are the best platforms and, and kind of outlets for people to check in with you um i'm very heavy on soundcloud as far as like everything i put out so mm-hmm. you put og webby is for that pretty much everything is like my name from twitter facebook all that stuff. All that stuff. And so. you do, you have a really solid SoundCloud presence. It's very well curated. Uh, yeah, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, dude, this is awesome. Uh, oh, before I forget, too, oh, I'm yeah. actually um, doing an event this Thursday. I'm bringing Sony uh, Sony Digital out from Atlanta. What day is that? Um, this Thursday. I think it's a, is it the fourth or the third. It's one of those two dates. Okay. But, yeah, so Same it's going to be. My producer looking at her calendar. It's the third, okay, right? So yeah, Thursday yeah. is March third. So people mm-hmm. will hear this podcast a few days later. So Thursday, March third. Where is that again? It's gonna be a primary nightclub. You primary, know, it's off yeah. of I think what division and state. Mm-hmm. So yeah, right over there. It's gonna be me, Sony Digital, Mano, and uh, my other friends, uh, Bibby and uh, Geo, Fa- or they're fancy fucks mm-hmm. as a collective. So fancy fucks is doing cool stuff. Too. Oh yeah, doing I really like their at night. Like mm-hmm. yeah. Right now, man. Well, th- all this is amazing. I would love to check in with you down the line on the podcast, like, as you have other things happening. Like, please feel free, you know, shoot me a line. Let me know when there's other things going on. Like, we'll bring you on and we'll talk about all the cool other stuff you have happening. Awesome. It's most definitely a pleasure being here. I love talking about, like, music. Is this something, like, I'll probably never get tired of, so. <laughs> Dude, the door is always open, man. This is great, and I feel like you're going to have tons of great stories in the future for us, man. So, uh, OG Webby, it was great to have you on for the first time. Let's not make it the last, man. I really appreciate it. Most definitely appreciate it. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.